It's time for the March 18th, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the Stressing for Finals University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And he's Mahler. That's Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. Come on, Mahler. Come here, boy. Oh, what a good boy. Look at him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Down by coming. You know, I saw Mahler uh, ingesting some uh, potassium iodine. I didn't think he was that kind of. I didn't think he'd be the kind of dog that would overreact to that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was wondering if he's hoarding it out. Yeah, you know? he's been hoarding. Place he's burying it out. In he's the burying. I, you don't want to get near him too when he's protecting his potassium iodine. Huh. Um, by the way, I was at a gathering. The plumes overhead, you know. Yeah, there is a plume over. I've heard, and we'll talk a little about that. But uh, I have heard. I'm sorry. I was enveloped by a sea of colleagues recently from KUCI and lovers of radio many of which were sharing their love for Mahler to me and how much they enjoy Mahler. As, as so a group of them gathered around you as if to form an envelope around you. Well, they were. They were, they were became, it was an envelope of love. Uh-huh. And uh, they, were, they were very, you know, very supportive, particularly of Mahler. They seemed to like him best, actually, of all <laughs> yeah, the people. I know. I do, too. Uh, well, see, there you I go. Do too. I have yeah. no, so no question nice. in my mind. <laughs> it was nice. Who's my friend here? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, the plume. I've, I'm wearing my uh, protective uh, yeah. cap. Ge- gear. Yeah. Yes. From the plume. From the plume. Now, how, how concerned should any of us be at this point? <coughs> you want me to tell you? Yeah. I mean, it, it you seems You can speculate that, as well as anyone. It seems that the UN really doesn't. Everybody says um, uh, any sort of uh, um, consequences uh, for this are minor. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what that means. You know, you only grow one extra ear or or you have, you know, you, you stay up late at night. What is what's minor? I know. Only one person um, shrivels up and dies in the next week or I, you know, I don't know. And well, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I'm not trying to, mean, to cause any panic. I would say that it is fairly minor. Not to worry. My concern uh Right now, too, is we have showers coming. Yes. I don't know how that would affect things. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it's been traveling on a jet stream. It has. It's, it's camping. It's not camping right now, but it is over the Southland, as we speak. Yeah. And we have a storm coming from the north. Hmm. Now, if that storm and this cloud get together, um, will yeah. any of that form any sort of nuclear rain? Or, you know, what are we supposed to... I wish we had a little bit more... Rep- Portage here. Not that I'm going to run away from the area, but I, as a rule of thumb today, will uh, be indoors and not outdoors. Yeah. That's the way I would look at it. That's right. It's not a day to have a picnic. It isn't a day to have a picnic. It's not a day to stand out on your front lawn with your mouth open. Yeah, pointing up. Yeah, pointing up at the sky uh, and and, uh, pointing at the rain. It's a funnel down your throat. Yeah, so I, I, two things. One is. I do that. You know, at least half the days of the year, well, but today, yeah, not today, no funnel. Yeah. I know that turkeys do that. They're, they're, when they talk about how, anim, how animals are, uh, can be uh, dumb, a dumb animal. They talk they, about that. They huh? talk about how turkeys will actually drown themselves by doing that, opening their mouth while mm-hmm. it rains until they drown. But um, two things. One, good news, and one, maybe not so good news. They do this, like, every year? I I don't I don't know I think I was Sheldon mimicking a uh, turkey a turkey out there huh. um, 
One is that in order for this to really travel to the extent that in the mass that it would need to to get here, we're talking about the radioactive fallout yeah, from the. It's going to disperse uh, a bit. It has a lot of area to. Yeah, yeah. To, we're talking about the spread uh, out. Yeah, Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power station, and it's blowing plume. off the plume. The plume. In order for it to really travel, it has to get pretty far up. In, into the atmosphere. Yeah. Like they're uh-huh. talking a mile up before it really can catch the jet stream that we yeah. carry it over here. So we're not going to have clouds overhead, but I'm just talking about the change of pressure sure. in that jet stream. Is that going to drop them? Are they going to get heavier in, in the, you know, I don't know, in the cold? Is the cold air, is is there some sort of reaction if we do have weather here yeah. that's going to react? I just would like to know. I don't have any idea. Yeah, and, and, well, and then the second half of my news, good news, bad news, and the bad news is that because they believe that in one of the reactors the water has drained out from the, the pond where they put the spent rods, the spent nuclear rods. Uh-huh. So they're just sitting there. They've been used, and they just sit there until they cool down enough to, do, to be able to do something with them. They're saying that if the water does, in fact, completely drain out of yeah. that pond and they do, in fact, start to melt down, yeah. what, they, what can happen, and it's, it's not... I don't know the likelihood of it, but it's been it's been something that could happen. They they melt into what they call a critical mass, mm-hmm. melt down, and when they are they're still very very hot, and they can get to a point where they will, because of the heat involved, explode. Mm-hmm. Now it's not a nuclear reaction in the sense that it's not an A bomb, but it would blow the material up into the air sufficiently to, in fact, become a real issue for us. Yeah. So it's all dependent on keeping these cooling ponds have enough water in them to continue to allow them to cool down. Well, it'll be a real issue for them. Well, for certainly for yeah. the for the yeah. Japanese, uh. but when you're if you're talking about you know sort of uh, something that could impact the United States and beyond, it would have that was one of the the scenarios that have been they've uh. been talking about as unfortunately as as within the realm of possibility given what's going on there. Um, well, I guess we really have covered, as everyone knows, anyone who's been breathing for the last week knows about the reactors. There are six reactors at the site. Uh, three of them were considered online. They were online. The other three were offline when this uh, tsunami earthquake occurred and all of this insanity began. And initially, they were very concerned about the three that were online. Now, the, this concern has shifted to the ones who were offline. And just as I was describing, they seem to be reacting poorly based on the inability, because of the loss of electricity and other things, these cooling ponds seem to be reacting very, very badly, and the, the explosions. So these are, these are something we need to definitely be uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, the death toll in Japan has surpassed 14,000 as of this morning. Yeah. Um, and in reaction to the Japanese disaster, the German... Uh, Germany has shut down their reactors for a three-month review of German plant safety. And as one last note, out of the 104 uh, um, nuclear power plants in operation in America, 23 or 24, I think it's 23 of them, are the exact same design as the ones at Fukushima. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not San Onofre, just for those of us okay. in, in the Southland. Not okay. San Onofre. But Diablo Canyon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is north of here, San above, Luis Obispo. Yeah, San Luis Obispo. Yeah. It's above San. Well, it's on the coast from San Luis Obispo. Which is the two reactors that I know of that are in California are on the coast, and most of them 
generally well, they, are. You've got to be near the water to right. cool down so. the whole process there. Okay. That's exciting news. Yeah. So. Um, you said good news, bad news. Well, the good news was there. it would have to go up in the air fairly high for the for that part of, for those particles to get here. Yeah, it has. That's the good news. Maybe if it like it did blow up over there mm-hmm. to keep it away from us, we could blow up a nuclear bomb. You know, yeah. like at, at the level that it's traveling to us, so it pushes it the other that's way. A, that is that's the kind of out of the box thinking that I, yeah. I think we should all be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, um, the one. Uh, positive thing about this is I have noticed some what I would call conservative folk here in Orange County saying that we should re-examine our position on nuclear power. Mm -hmm. And I mean conservative folk. Mm -hmm. You know me, I hang around with a lot of... Very conservative people, mm-hmm. oh. and and they they treat me like a pet, <laughs> do they? You know, because they don't they don't experience things like me very often. Mm-hmm. So you know, I become, and if they're they're a little chihuahua or mm-hmm. you know, toy poodle, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, they they have uh, they have said as much that they're reexamining that we should look at this, you know, because. You know, I'm starting to worry about it. And of course, I've said to them, well, when do you think it'll take time to, for you to turn around on global warming? Mm-hmm. What sort of major catastrophe will have to happen before you uh, pull your dumb ass out of your predicament? <laughs> well, can I say that I also spend a fair amount of time with a very conservative people uh-huh. as well. And I brought this to their attention just uh, last night, saying that basically, huh. Well, I said in my, in my antagonistic way, uh-huh. my passive-aggressive sort of way, I said this looks like this could be the beginning of the end for nuclear power as a viable energy source moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the response was, well, the technologies that are, they're developing today are so much more advanced than they are than those were that they were using at this point. keep hearing that. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're, oh, please, that's so 1972. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And by the way, just for the record, yeah, we developed some sort of space age concrete or something. Yes, yeah, I know. I know. Some some way to get rid of the waste that I haven't heard of. Yeah, yeah. Well, shooting it into space. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's the new. Yeah, and the other thing was uh, uh, that people should remember, and they don't. Uh, we don't. In when these things happen, is these plants were built to last forty years. Yeah. And by the way, Fukushima is forty years old. Yeah. One of them's thirty. A couple of them are thirty-nine. The other ones are forty. Well, we just need to build new plants, Mike. <laughs> and by the way, in America, which most of this building took place was in the early seventies, they're trying to get extensions for Diablo and for San Onofre for another twelve years of operation. Yeah. So, just let's all keep that now, in unless mind. Unless I'm crazy, yeah. I haven't heard any real voices, leadership voices, in our politics, substantial leadership voices. Um, speak out against nuclear power. Yeah, that's true. Since this has happened. That's true. And I find that despicable, actually. I mean, Germany is is shutting down for a moratorium. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't that progressive leader of ours, what was his name again? I believe his name is Barack Obama. Wouldn't you expect something to come out of his mouth to suggest that maybe nuclear power isn't the direction we should be headed in? Since we're witnessing this catastrophe yeah. that's occurred because of nuclear power. Actually, Nathan, I heard something worse than that from the leader of the uh, nuclear agency for uh-huh. the federal government said that, well, 
we have to be looking forward with an entire array of energy sources uh-huh. in moving into the future. Including the one that will kill including the one, of thousands yeah. of people yes. if gone yes. awry. Including yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then also Mitch McConnell, who's... you got to watch out for solar power. <laughs> you do. Because you know, yeah. you know, next thing you know, yeah. you know, all that solar energy might be released and people are going to be dropping off dead in the fields. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. And and And, and wind energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wind. You don't know what's going to happen with wind. That might get out of hand and start Geothermal, wind, turbine, all those crazy things that can kill. Those are dangerous. Dangerous millions of people can be killed by standing too close to a solar power plant. Uh huh. Plan. What am I trying to say? Um, Panel. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mitch McConnell said, and so did that Lamar Alexander, these two despicable jerks from the uh, Republican leadership, said that, well, we wouldn't be um, doing away with bridges if one of them fell down, would we? If one of them fell down and exploded <laughs> and released a radioactive uh, substance yeah. that threatened some people— 10,000 miles away, perhaps we would. Perhaps we would. So, I mean, really, this is, this is, I can just, you just hear this sort of whorish um, vibe coming out of, out of these people. They are getting lots of money from these power um, companies. Uh, and it just just they had to. You knew that somebody said, Mitch, you better get your ass out on that Senate floor and say something good about nuclear power yeah. right now. So he stood up and said, The old bridge analogy. Yeah, yeah. we'll see how that old, you know. Fart. Well, if your yeah. pants fell down in public, you wouldn't stop wearing pants now, would you? Or ban pants for everybody else, yeah. would yeah. you? Yeah. So, no. All right, let's, let's move to the sunnier. How do these people get elected? Uh, what, money. what is it? Well, money, yeah. But at the same time, it's they that's to, why I think we're I all doomed. Yeah. Because people are idiotic enough to believe them. Yes, you people out there listening to me. I know. A, a vast majority of, of you, or it seems like a large segment of you at least, yeah. are stupid. Well, I'll tell you. This you should is be ashamed of yourself. Very quick anecdote. Just v- stop what you're doing right now. Yeah. Go study or either just jump in the ocean and... Try to hold your breath forever. <laughs> I I was taking a class on crisis management because of my, my new job, right? And this guy who's very well respected. It's the Los Angeles Department of Public, Public Works. Yeah. And we have to be able to talk about things bad things happening yeah. in a way that won't scare the public and so they put us through this yeah. class you're you're one of the upfront guys when when they come at you with a microphone yes. from a radio station saying yeah what's going on with so and so you have to come yes. up with a smart when, answer yeah, when you yeah like when you're cutting down trees why yeah. why, why, oh, why why you do that why would you do such a horrible thing and so this gentleman very well respected very well known in the middle of this class starts talking about how safe nuclear power is uh-huh. And I'm, this is just my ears perk up. Is this a colleague of yours? It's like the guy who's teaching the class. Very well respected mm. in his field, crisis management ex- expert. Yeah. But two things were a tip off. And when was this? And this was about four or five months ago. Ah. Yeah. Mm. And talked about, just started spewing these statistics about nuclear power and how safe it is and how the probability of this, that, and the other thing would never happen and all that. I mean, and I'm like, I'm just went, what? What is, we're in, yeah. we're talking about crisis management and you're, you're shilling for nuclear power right now. What, what is that? And I should have the tip so off. So the city of Los Angeles paid for this. For well, you, they to paid be for his expertise. Well, by... they didn't know that. I'm not. Let's not indict. The, 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 I mean, he was. Oh, I'm saying. Yeah. The city of Los Angeles paid for you to county. be educated. The county by by someone who who. 
pretty much was saying uh, well, something like right, no, the yeah. Japan nuclear. Well, you're you want to protect your yeah your, because your I don't paycheck, think they would approve but, but of what it, him what he what he was shilling for. I don't think that was on the agenda. I don't think they knew. I don't know. But, but anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, they they call this a black swan, by the way. In in terms of crisis management, crisis uh, probability, yeah. they call this yeah. event in Japan a black swan. Who calls this event? In the, Japan? the the people who are who decide what the is the people in Japan or the people here. No, when you're talking about events and the likelihood of something happening, anybody in the world calls this a black swan. It is in known in the in the industry of in what industry of crisis not crisis management but um, um, so in your. Experiences with the city of Los Angeles when such an experience comes up, they call it a black swan. No, no. When when you are doing, um, um, what am I trying to say? Safety, man, managing, security. I'm trying to think of the word, and I'm blanking out. Security management. Yeah, when no, you're talking about man- safety management, managing situation, yeah. not managing the situation, but managing the, the likelihood of something happening. Yeah. If you were, if you're in charge, and they of, call what a black swan when things call, get out of control. When some the completely unforeseen occurs, yeah. something that you could not have imagined, the unknown, unknown, the unknown, unknown. Yeah. right? It's called an event that they can engineer all they want, but this could happen, yeah. and it's called a black swan. Black swan. Uh, just, just for your information, I just threw that out there because, because I can, and I, it'll come to me what I should have said earlier. Now, what would that be in Japanese? Uh, let's go to let's go to the sunny side of of life here. Let's go to Pakistan and Afghanistan. It's a big story. We've been talking about this for weeks now. This gentleman, Randall Ram, Raymond Davis, who uh, Randall what, Raymond Davis? I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. I got up before this a morning. Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah. Is it like Raymond that? Davis. Raymond. Uh, he was accused of Ray shooting. Davis. They didn't you do it with the Kinks? For he a was. While, that yeah. was his brother. Oh no, it was Ray. Ray yeah, both of them. Ray, Ray, yeah. Ray was in. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, wow. Yeah, I had no idea he's gone to work for the CIA. Former uh, CIA contractor and former Blackwater operative accused of fatally shooting two men. This is Ray Davis. Mm -hmm. Uh Ray Davis. Raymond Davis. Ray Davis. He's been freed from prison and flown out of Pakistan. He was released after the victim's family members received uh, $2.3 million from somebody. The U.S. denies it had anything to do with giving him the money, but somehow the family members of the victims of Raymond Davis's shootings got $2.3 million. The U.S., as I said, denied that it was blood money. Uh, the Pakistanis are still upset, and this has been a, a, a story that has been roiling the people of Pakistan for quite some time now. This guy, apparently, uh, by their account, just shot two people who were not doing anything wrong, but because they were in his way, basically. And it continues to be a huge issue. There are demonstrations, even as of yesterday, regarding... So, it was... His family members were paid off. He and, got out of the country. Yeah, and the, and the family members stood up in court and said, we don't... This has nothing to do with us getting the money. We we basically are... We sign off on letting Raymond Davis leave the country. <laughs> and uh, the U.S. was claiming that he, he was entitled to diplomatic immunity... Um, and uh, the people of Pakistan, many people in Pakistan were saying he should have been put on trial, uh, but uh, nonetheless, he was let go. So, All I did was shoot a couple of people. Yeah, That's okay. I mean, in the scheme of things, what is that? Um, more, uh, there was a drone attack yesterday in Pakistan uh, that killed our drone. Our drone killed 40 people uh-huh. in Pakistan. Yeah. And it is in caught, one place. 
And it, yeah, it is. Cause, ca- it was caused. Well, we we're claiming that they were all terrorists, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the people of uh, in uh, the was Lincoln, it a bomb? It was a drone attack. I but was it a bomb from the drone, or I, did the drone just hurl itself at them? Or? I believe it was a bomb. I don't think they generally just hurl themselves at well, their could. target. Well, they could. That's possible. Kamikaze drones. But this is creating a gigantic uproar. You know what? Can a, can you have a kamikaze drone? I don't think you can. Depends. Yeah, it'd be really? like it'd be like Hal from two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. If it was going to be a kamikaze drone, yeah, it would just say Dave. It would have to say yeah, something yeah, as it was yeah, going yeah. down. Dave, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. Forty let you people. Do. Forty. Now the US now these, they're saying all of these people were terrorists. That's what the U.S. So what is were they claiming. all like? You know, were they having a a, a luncheon or something? A terrorist. Uh, they were terrorist having a camp, get camp, together. It was a camp out. They were a camp. camp yeah, they had the tents and. Mm-hmm. They were fishing. Sing, they had fishing. They had a big bonfire, and they were some guys had guitars. And they were sitting around huh. doing their terrorist planning. So, but uh, whether or not they were terrorists, I think the important issue here is the people of Pakistan are upset that a sovereign country is being bombed by another country. Well, it said right on their banner, mm-hmm. it said terrorist troop number four thirty three, and that's why we knew terrorist jamboree yeah. is what. It is. So come on, come on down, all you folks. Mm-hmm. Come on down. Um, so that's, that's not good. No, and then the the other sort of what we loosely describe as the Middle East. I don't know that you can call Pakistan the Middle East, but uh, in Pakistan ba- is the Middle East. For I us, just did it. To more, <laughs> you did. Yeah. I don't know if I'm right or not. Yeah. Well, I think most Americans. I wouldn't call say, it the Middle East. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I would call it the Sub Asian Continent. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, but. Uh, in Bahrain, which is definitely in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and that's really right next door to Saudi Arabia, and a huge, huge, significantly huge ally of the United States. Uh, they have been, uh, people have been protesting, thousands of people have been turning out in their version of the Tahiri Square, or Tahir Square, mm-hmm. uh, to protest the, uh, the government and their uh, oppressive regime. Uh, two days ago, Saudi Arabia sent troops as well as a few other countries, but Saudi, the, uh, the most of them were from Saudi Arabia, sent in to break up the demonstrations and apparently were exceedingly brutal in their, in their uh, actions. Wow. Hmm. I guess Mahler kind of likes that. Apparently he is a, he's, he, he must be Sunni. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. 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 yeah well, apparently he is. So, uh, in uh, Hillary Clinton has been traveling around the Middle East, I love late, mm-hmm. and um, she was hoping. I guess she wanted to meet with some of the students who had helped organize the anti-Mubarak protest, and the group refused to meet with her because, according to them, based on Hillary's or the Clinton's negative position at the, from the beginning of the revolution and the position of the U.S. administration in the Middle East, we reject this invitation. Arif still. She's going to step down, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, heard, yeah. I heard that. Or at least that's what I heard. She's, yeah, yeah. she's jumping the rat ship. I, yeah, yeah. So or whatever they call it. Yeah. The black swan. The black, the black swan. So uh, there, there's more to come. Libya, uh, the U.N. passed a resolution that would allow for nations to participate in a no-fly zone operation against yeah. Libya. Yeah, and meanwhile, 
the U.N. says we, we should go in there for airstrikes. Yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of chatter about the U.S. going in. A tit for tat. They're yeah. doing that diplomatic stuff now. Yeah. We could blow you up. Oh, a no-fly zone ain't so bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and apparently in response, Muammar Gaddafi, the, the, the colonel Muammar Gaddafi, the president of, uh, of Libya, has said uh, that as his troops move closer to Benghazi, uh-huh. which has been the holdout, has been the stronghold of the rebel insurgency, yeah. uh, he's just parked himself outside of the, cir- of the city and intends to encircle it until they all give up. Yeah. So he's not going to go in, which would, I think, trigger a military response. He's sort of playing a little cat and mouse game yeah. with uh, the United Nations. I heard him say that he was going to go Qaddafi all over our asses, is what I heard. He said he said he was going. You know, he said he was going. If you if you're crazy, I'm going to be crazy. Yeah, uh, those were kind of. Yeah, that's not an exact quote, but crazy, crazy. Yeah. You know, Tit for tat thing crazy coming out of crazy. Gaddafi, which sounds about right from him. Yeah, he it likes does. to do that kind of stuff. He does. He's the he's the guy that said what they were being drugged. That all the people who were opposed yeah. to him had been taking Nescafe. Nescafe. Well, they had, we had put some sort of substance in their yeah. in their drink, like Nescafe. Why Nescafe? I don't know. Why yeah. is, is, is that a big? Gaddafi use Nescafe? Is that huge in Libya? I is have Nescafe no idea. Just all the rage. You'd think they'd say you know some sort of clotted cream or something like that. <laughs> you right? would think. Yeah. Is there? Is every Starbucks? Ne- every Nescafe? Starbucks in Libya serving just gallons of Nescafe every? In, no, is Nescafe is. That's powdery, right? It is a powdery, Maybe it's a powdery thing that it, he's into. It's powdery, and it's a it's a uh, um, decaf. Yeah, I know. What's with that? Do you think you get a little bit, you know, higher grade than that? <laughs> you would maybe think, that's what he cuts his coke with. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. I don't know. What well, you would think if you were fired up enough to be a rebel in in uh, Libya that you'd want the caffeinated stuff, don't you? I mean, I would think so. Yeah, I would want that. Why? why I'm not going to go. Why are you going to have a cup of decaf before you go out and <laughs> blow people exactly. up? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm no. You're you're going to the library. Yeah. You know, after you a cup. No, of No, not even de- that. Not even not that. Not even yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think you're well, going off to petty by time for me. Fight the Muammar Gaddafi for God's sake. Why do people drink decaf anyway? I don't. It seems so horrid. It's like near beer. I I have been known to drink decaf because of my... my but don't drink coffee. Then. Yeah, just don't drink but coffee. But I love the taste of coffee. So now I just drink yeah. it whenever, once in a while. What the heck. Okay. Live with it. Um, also, uh, a friend of the show, a friend of Weekly Signals, was one of the four journalists. We have friends? Well, somebody who's been on the show. Oh, okay. okay. Only once, though. Yeah. <laughs> so be clear That's about understandable. That. It's only once. But um, Anthony Shadid, yeah. who wrote the book uh, As Night Falls, um, uh, the uh, book, uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning book on Iraq. Pulitzer? Did I say that right? No, I think you said Pulitzer. <laughs> Pulitzer Prize-winning. Pulitzer, I believe. Pulitzer. I think there's a pew going on. Pulitzer. There. I might be wrong. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, it's, That's a tough one. Did I say I got up at four Go ahead. Morning? Yeah. So Shadid, yeah. Pulitzer Prize-winning Pulitzer author. Pulitzer Prize-winning author was one of the four journalists working for the New York Times who was kidnapped in Libya. They cannot Ooh. find him. Uh, now, the, they, they asked the Gaddafi people to find him and they said we'll get back to you basically so we don't know but there's uh we don't know yeah he said something about this is much find? better. his last words shut up as he was being hauled off was this is so much better than being on weekly signals so wow. yeah so i don't hmm. want to take that uh in pals we shouldn't be joking about this stuff should we really well he would maybe i know he, he would he would appreciate what we're doing here i think yeah yeah, I mean, it's hard. We wish yeah. we wish we should should be, um, really, truly, all the that's, best. All yeah, we hope everything comes fun. comes out fine. I you that's know I funny. I would 
I would hope that it does. I think it is. Knowing, knowing the situations over there, there's going to be some sort of deal made. Yeah, I would think so. I Yeah. Um, you know, Palestine, Israel. The deal probably already has been made. Palestine, Israel. Yeah, Jewish, uh, five Jewish settlers were murdered in their West Bank homes in the deadliest attack inside a settlement in years. And on, and to follow up that good news, the Israelis announced uh, the approval of more homes to be built in those area settlements. Wow. In Haiti, yeah. um, there's a medical journal called The Lancet that has said that uh, up to 800,000 people will con- contract uh, cholera this year. Uh, uh, cholera has been a growing uh, disease uh, that's been really devastating much of Haiti. Um, Former Haitian President Jean-Bertrand Aristide has returned to Haiti and just in uh, the days leading up to this presidential runoff um, in his his country, uh, Aristide has been exiled in South Africa since uh, since 2004 when a U.S.-backed coup forced him to South Africa. Uh, Here in America, we continue um, to see more and more action on the part of uh, states around the country to eviscerate what little uh, power organized labor has left. Uh, There was... What are they doing now? They they did in Wisconsin. They voted to uh, approve the bill that would... Uh, essentially bust the unions and not allow them to have uh, any um, bargaining rights in dealing with the state of Wisconsin. This was a bill... Uh, well, yeah, that, that happened yeah, about well, a week and a half yeah, ago, yeah. yes. Well, yeah, in yeah, the U.S., uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's just more more things are happening um, when the U.S. Uh, when I'm sorry, when the 14 Senate Democrats came back after the bill was yeah. passed... Uh-huh. Um, they were told by the uh, the head of the legislature, the Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald, that they didn't have basically they are free to attend hearings, listen to testimony, debate legislation, introduce amendments, and uh, cast their votes. But their votes will not count; they will not be recorded. So in Wisconsin, essentially, the Democratic senators there have no power. I'm I'm sure there's the, a precedent for that, though. Too, I don't I don't. In other words, if they were to walk out of some votes, that any further vote regarding that issue, at least during that session, might not be recorded. Apparently so. Yeah, that's, I, I, I don't think he would them. just be able to throw that down. And I would guess that Democrats would probably pull the same thing on Republicans. If yeah, we we talked a little bit yeah. about this. Is this a good idea for them to do that? Yeah. I mean, this is like sounds like these are the consequences. Uh, in Michigan, uh, they have also approved a bill, a final emergency financial bill, uh, that will essentially um, strip the um, government labor unions of the collective bargaining rights, as yeah. well as uh, so. So there is more. And also, yeah. in the state of Florida uh, and Tennessee, they passed restrictions on teachers, which strip them of their collective bargaining rights as well, hmm. in both Florida and in Tennessee. By the way, these are all um, states that have elect, recently elected Republican governors. So this means that 
what? There will be no more unions? It will. It, well, it certainly is a blow to organized labor, uh-huh. uh, and it also is part of what I believe to be a sort of a bigger, larger picture, which is uh, labor has been, rightly or wrongly, been one of the major supporters of democratic politics for the last 80 years. Mm-hmm. And they've been really kind of the last line of defense in terms of the financial well, you power. you to look at it in, not in those terms, too, but that the Democrats cared about workers' rights when yes. workers' rights were being abused. Right. Therefore, when unions were formed, they just, who else are they going to go to right. for, for their support and to, to help finance? Right. People that are on their side about uh, helping with worker rights. Right. On the other hand, at a certain point in time, that scheme got out of control, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And that the rights of the workers were held above anything, even when those rights were making it difficult to run a business properly. Mm-hmm. Now, such as, you know, hiring people that really didn't, shouldn't be hired. Or, or keeping them. I or shouldn't. keeping them, I think, is the main thing. And also, they're not, not that, it'd be nice to think that the CEOs would make less money. But at one point in time, CEOs were making much less money mm-hmm. than they are now. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, the unions were, were uh, calling for their workers to make much more money than, uh, you know, any other, pl- like uh, United Auto Workers. Yeah. We're making a ton of more money than, right. than any other job around. And yet a lot of people who work for, uh, for automobiles, manufacturers, um, skated, you know. Yeah. They, they would abuse the privilege. Yeah. Not everybody. No. But a lot of people did. And, and that's, over time, that abuse has come back to, um, yeah. I guess, come to this. It has come well. Swung the other way. I'm not sure that those are two exactly related. Uh, Yes, they have, and yes, they paid the price. GM and Ford and all those uh, auto companies paid the price for for the cost of putting a car out on the on the road. They did, and because they lost. That's what I'm saying. I mean that the Republicans are now wanting to are able to to uh, shut down the unions because because there's a negative public. Oh yeah, and uh, and 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 do I opinion about the unions that. It makes it easy for them to do that. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, they have abused power. Yeah. There's certainly, I don't think there's any question that reform is needed within unions to, to make them more efficient and more uh, accountable. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. But uh, uh, this is just. But you still got to give them bargaining rights. Yeah, this right. is basic stuff. And by the way, for people who aren't in unions and, and you know, think, well, they, they have, this is of no consequence to me. Unions are the thing, the leverage in our economic system that that affords you, a non-union person, the ability to make a living wage, to make enough money to be able to, to raise a family and, and do the things that you, you need to do. They're certainly a component part of making it, mm-hmm. making all of us um, a little better off. So uh, are reforms needed? Absolutely. But this is this is a full-scale assault to eviscerate the la- one of the last remaining political power centers that will countervail a Republican money landslide. Yep. I know. Oh, by the way, uh, you heard it here a while ago, and not that I am some super sage to knows more than in anybody else, certainly not more than Nathan Callahan, but, yeah, or, or even Mahler for that matter. 
Yeah. Uh, the New York Times is reporting the U.S. government has begun sending drones drones into Mexico, into Mexican territory in an effort to monitor the mm. drug trade. The secret <laughs> program began with a formal agreement between Barack Obama oh, and President Felipe Calderon last month. The administration say the drones have helped capture suspects in recent killings of U.S. immigration and customs enforcement agents. What do we be talking about? For a while now. The You're going to dr- see some drones laying around with their wings cut off. The, yeah. <laughs> they're coming to America. If you think they're not, just listen to that story, please. Oh, no, I'm just, uh, uh, my take is what are the, what, how's the drug cartel going to, oh, wh- I, what are they going to, are they going to, if I were a drug cartel, I, I'd want to capture a drone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll buy some. They'll or, buy one yeah, of those. They'll buy, buy some, yeah. They'll buy one of those little, little hummingbird, uh, drones. hummingbird drones, yeah. and send it over to Barack Obama's and take pictures of him and Michelle, and then they'll post them on the internet. Huh. Um, That's uh, an interesting thought. Well, you know, somebody's going to do it. Um, Bradley well, Manning. What would they do with a drone? If you were a drug cartel, what would you do with a drone? Well, if you wanted to create havoc, you would. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, other than killing the t- people at the top of the administration, I mean, the, the head of the, of the uh, drug enforcement. You would get a bunch of them and fly them into the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. It would scare the crud out of yeah. Americans. Just fly around Angel Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I'd do. All right. <laughs> I would, what, what would people do if there was a drone flying around Angel Stadium? And it said... It said... It needs to say anything. It's cart- cartel, of, cartel de uh-huh. Mexico. Maybe it could broadcast some something. I yeah. don't know. Whatever they yeah. broadcast. Yeah. Bonda music. It could. It could do that. Bro- broadcasting Bonda music and it would say, you know, uh, dos eques de Mexico on, this, on the side of it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just mean for an impact. Or an impact if they, they went down. What's that San Diego Stadium they built? If they just kind of that flew a drone right in, inside of there, yeah, that would have a nice impact. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have to say anything, no. really. No. It's this little drone going around. And then they'd say, you know, they took responsibility for it. And yeah. next time, something else is going to fly yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Bradley Manning's dad spoke out. He's saying that his, the treatment uh, against his son is uh, is what? is not good. Uh, he's shocked by what's happened to his son. Um, his son has not been charged with any, anything. Yeah. He's, he's just detained. Now give us a background on Bradley Manning. Bradley, oh, I'm sorry. Brad, Bradley Manning is the man who has been widely reported to be the source for WikiLeaks, yeah. for, the, for all the information that has gone to WikiLeaks. He's supposedly put it on a CD, walked it out of a, a, a secured building, handed it, somehow got it to WikiLeaks and been creating havoc for the yeah. U.S. since. And he, he's been in detention, uh, solitary, content, solitary confinement for months now. Months. He's not been charged with anything. Yeah. He's just been. And by the way, in an act of, uh, of uncharacteristic... Uh, uh, bravery, P.J. Crowley, a State Department spokesman for many years, resigned yeah. and called the the detention of uh, the Pentagon's detention of Bradley ridiculous and counterproductive and stupid. Yeah, he resigned um, after his uh, comments. I think he even made some comments about Assange too. The uh, you know, WikiLeaks uh, guru, not not, not yeah. flattering remarks about. No, actually, you know, um, you know, this whole thing is a waste of time. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. They're not on me, but 
But, uh, but um, Crowley said he's not exactly sure what it is that Assange has really done that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. well, well, that's yeah. I'm all right. A uh, couple last couple things from me. Okay. Um, one is uh, Al Franken has introduced legislation bill that would criminalize violations of net neutrality. Describe net neutrality as the most important free speech uh, issue of our time. Criminalize. Criminalize. Wow. My concern is that there's a concentration in media and fewer and fewer companies own the Internet service providers. There is a fear that we will uh, have to pay organizations to have access to the Internet, essentially. That's what he said. And uh, so he wants to criminalize anybody's attempt to impede our ability to go online. Yeah. Um, finally, Michelle Bachman. Oh, I love Michelle. We do. We love her. I have a feeling she'll be an ongoing source of great stories for the next four years. She's the crazy she's the, tea party. She's the bat poop crazy legislator, yeah. congresswoman from uh, Minnesota. She yeah. traveled to New Hampshire over the weekend to speak to supporters at an invitation-only event as well as Tea Party fundraiser. She said, quote, I love New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. And we have a lot in common what, and what we have in common is our extreme love of liberty. You're the state extreme love. where the shot heard round the world at Lexington and Concord. Yeah. Extreme love. Extreme. See, everything's extreme these days. Yeah. You can't, you can't even, you know, what, what can't you do that's extreme? I, I think, I've seen extreme forms of just about everything. I think that uh, Weekly Signals is an extreme program. I don't. But, I don't but, either. But, yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying. I have extreme love for weekly signals. Extreme but yeah. is that where you just kind of tag it on and then you do it. Yeah. You know, what, whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. whether extreme walking, mm-hmm. you know, you just walk like forever and, and maybe like wear something that's very heavy as you're walking. Yeah. Maybe you, you walk upside down. Maybe that's the that's deal. Extreme. To walk upside yeah. down. Yeah. Anything you do. Anything you do. Yeah. Music. Well, can you extreme, I, I, extreme loudness? You yeah. could just break your eardrums. Can you be? I, I know, and I you who know, can withstand I, that kind of noise? I don't want to tar or, you. Or I beautiful don't, sound. I don't want to tar you with with something unfairly, but at one time, I know that you were kind of an extreme coffee drinker, a bungee jumper oh, of, bungee. of caffeine. Okay, <laughs> a bungee jumper of caffeine. Yeah, I wasn't extreme, weren't you? I I had never. I always, you know, just like when I had my heroin hab- habit. Oh, I just, yeah. I kind of, yeah, you know, true. you know how much you're going to yeah, take. Yeah, that's true. You don't, yeah. you don't abuse it. It's all about you, moderation. You know, the, you know the level that you can withstand, and then you just keep hitting it. <laughs> and that's where you, get, you get to that point, and you, yeah. know, and you know. You know, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I, I, my mistake, I drank it too deeply into the evening hours. And oh, that's, okay. That's when I started backing off a okay. little bit more. All right. I wouldn't call it extreme. Maybe that was unfair. Again, I said. No, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But compared to the extreme that I've seen people yeah. have caffeinated products, no, no, no I was no. never I'm like not, that. I, yeah. No, I, I know what you're. No, I just wanted to define it right. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was a robust coffee drinker. I like that word. Yeah. I like that word a lot. Robust. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would always have that caffeinated feeling going on. Mm-hmm. I'm a robust. Excuse uh, me for a second. I'm a, ro- I'm a robust I consumer of TV. Of, of television, yes. Yeah. Robust. I, I'm, I'm a robust consumer of yeah. television. And finally. Yes. You know, uh, you've heard of Ava Braun, right? Oh, love Ava Braun. Yeah, Ava Braun. The, uh, in fact, there's that great uh, Hitler movie. Yeah. You know, Final uh, Days. The down, uh, down, downfall. Downfall. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah where, where uh, I forget the actress's name, but you, you, you yeah. anyone who hasn't seen Downfall yeah. should watch it just for the impact of seeing Hitler's final days and and Eva Braun his relationship there. It's a great great film. And she great, was great easy. Film. She was easy. She was a sure thing. That's what Adolf heard. So yeah, yeah he brought he her went into, for Eva. He, he brought her into the bunker. Wow. Yeah. But you know, Eva. I mean, yeah. they, they they had a good relationship yeah, going. Could, yeah. She and Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, newly unearthed photos. Of Ava Braun. Tell me this. We always like that. We always like, we always like to uh, hear those words. Tell me that she's naked. In bikinis. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just as Practicing good. yoga. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I wonder if those are to entwine, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I'm you saying. Know, I hope so. Practicing yoga that, in bikinis. What is that upward dog? That's, uh, more than one bikini is involved in the... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And practicing yoga and in blackface. Oh. Impersonating Jewish actor Al Jolson, impersonating a black man. 